Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitzing on a Friday, the only place to be around the lunchtime. We're getting you ready for everything Sunday-related. I tell you what, folks, I tell you what, I'm excited. I'm roaring to go here. We are rocking and we are rolling. Motsy, let's go. You fired up? Man, you already know I'm fired up, baby. I'm it's fired game up. week. I'm fired up. It's time to get it, man. Let's do it. I'm fired up You know here. what time I'm on, baby. Let's do it. So this means a few things around here. And I know, listen. You I educate I, the folk? I'm, I, I am, uh, I'm not naive enough. I know we've, I know we've, uh, we've picked up uh, a few listeners along the way here. Okay? Um, we've picked up a few listeners along the way. We... <sighs> Always do, I think, Always. in the context of from the combine to OTAs and mini camp to, you know, obviously training camp, which is a huge deal for Steelers fans and for Steelers Nation. So we have our day ones, you know, our people who were, um, who were, you know, getting their tweets in before the show even started. I mean, we had, I think, four or five people who who tweeted us predictions before the show even started. And we like that. And we like that. We, we love like that. that. In H- fact. How Kirk Cousins? Y'all like that? Y'all like that? Y'all like that. I like that. I like that, too. We also, though, we do. We, we pick up every year as this goes along, as we get into a new cycle of a new season, we pick up listeners along the way. Welcome to the party, everybody. Wait, hold on one second. There it is. Is John Welcome here? to the party, pal. Oh, hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we do every single Friday here on the show, it's a it's a real simple concept. It it's, is. It's called Five Star Friday. Well, well, do tell. And Arthur Motes, from his keen football eye, he breaks down for you the five matchups that are going to determine the outcome of whoever the Steelers are playing in a given week. This weekend, of course, Sunday, 1 o'clock in Cincinnati against the Bengals. Motsi will tell you the five matchups to keep an eye on. Whoever has more success in these areas, whoever wins more of these battles, more than likely the team that comes out victorious. Victorious. It's a little segment that we call Five Star Friday. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Five-star Friday. 
Matchup number one. Well, let's start out with the big dog himself. I'm talking Mr. T.J. the reigning, defending, defensive player of the year, who happens to have the single-season NFL sack record tied. Going against Lael Collins. Now, a little backstory on Lael. Um, past seven to eight seasons, if I remember correctly, he's been the starting right tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Very formidable offensive line unit. And I must say, Lael is a good player. Man, when you see him in the run game, physical. When you see him in play action pass, oh, he can win. When it's time to pass set and he can jump set you. He's really successful. Heck yeah. But when you talk about this man having the vertical set a lot more, when you talk about this man having to hold up versus a guy like T.J. Watt, who happens to be a pass rush specialist. I've heard he's pretty good. This is not his forte. This is not his cup of tea. This is not where he finds comfort. In fact, this is the department where he would probably want to seek said comfort. No doubt. But ultimately, man, in this matchup, I'm not just looking at T.J. to win in the pass game because I do expect him to do that. I need him more in that run game, though. I need it to look mm. like he's looked all last season for him. I need that energy, and I need it consistently from him. He's had a full offseason. He had a full um, training camp. We saw his productivity in the preseason. This guy is ready to go. He's fired up. And I think that he's going to have a point to prove as well. Because as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast today, when you talk about J.J. Watt, multiple defense player of the year, trophies you talk about aaron donald in a row too multiple in a row defense play of the year trophies yes when i think of tj if he wants to be in those conversations and he's put together a heck of a resume thus far but that's the next step in this progression that's the next step in this conversation when you're talking legacy when you're talking about man where do you stand amongst the all-time greats you got to do it again and that's ultimately where I anticipate T.J. Watt starting out fast and starting, you know, to put that stamp on this 2022 season and let people know what he is going to be on this season. So I'm extremely excited about that. But that's why that is the first matchup, T.J. Watt versus Lael Collins. Everybody, I think, in Steeler Nation is familiar with the pivot. Po- Sorry, I had to think about the name of it there. I, for, like, I, I, blanked, I blanked just for half. I short, my brain shorted out there for half a second. The pivot podcast, yes. you know, with, with Ryan Clark and, yes. and a lot of the former guys there. And obviously Mike Tomlin was on it in the offseason. And during training camp, TJ Watt was on there. And one of the things he talked about was, you know, I think uh, a lot of football fans, newer, younger football fans, mm-hmm. don't realize how consistently great my brother was. Mm-hmm. They're seeing like the injured version of him. They're seeing the injured version of him. They've they've seen the last few years. And TJ talked about, you know, like he wasn't just great for one year. He wasn't just great for two years. He had a stretch there where he was dominant week in, week out, mm-hmm. year in, year out. And and that's something that I haven't. I, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not not a direct quote. But TJ said, you know, like that's something that I haven't even that I'm not scratching the surface right. on yet. That I need to get to. That I aspire to. I, I I love that attitude from him because hey, he just tied Michael Strahan's single season sack record. His brother never did that. Aaron Donald never did that. And I realize Aaron Donald plays on the interior of the defensive line. Different expectations there certainly. JJ too. JJ too. Yeah. yeah. Um. But he he still has that hunger. He mm-hmm. still has that you know. Hey, yeah, I might have I might have had a, a nice season last year, and yep. I might have you know checked the boxes of some of those personal accolades. But still, another level to get to. Still mm-hmm. have to bring that consistency year by year. I love that attitude from TJ. That's going to serve him well, certainly. And I I tell you what, if he even continues to get just a little bit better, one percent better, right? One percent better. That's all we need. That's all we need.
Let's go. Five Star Friday. Matchup number two. Man, you know I'm going to stay with that D-line, but now we're going to move to the inside a little bit, man. I got to talk Cam Hayward, Mr. All-Pro, Mr. Pro Bowler, Mr. My Friend, Mr. Team Captain versus Cordell Volson. Ah. Now, you might be asking, who is Cordell Volson? I've never heard of this name. Well, quick backstory: He is the starting left guard, or he will be starting at left guard for uh, the Bengals week one. Uh, Fourth-round draft pick out of North Dakota State. Now, Coming out of college, man, he was a really good player, versatile player. Started at both guard spots, both tackle spots, and he was going to get a chance to compete for a multitude of spots, just depending on where he landed in the NFL. Now, Cordell, um, like I said, has good size, and I think he will be a good player this season for the Bengals. The problem is he is a rookie in his week one, and he's going against Cameron Hayward. Ooh, tough matchup, young man. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't disrespect Cam by calling it a tough match. <laughs> we're talking about there's tough matchups and then there's tough. We're matchups, talking right? about Cam Hayward. Okay, so for context, when we're speaking D linemen in the NFL, there are only two guys that we talk about. One is Aaron Donald, and the other is Cameron Hayward. In terms of true D linemen, right? The, yeah. the non-edge guys. We're not talking DNs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're talking interior D linemen. Yeah. For those that understand that, that is those two, and then there's a significant drop-off, that's what Cordell Volson is about to walk into. I don't under, I don't think he's fully understanding that because, honestly, he never saw anything close to Cam playing at North Dakota State, and he saw my Duke. So, you know, I love my Duke. Let's go, But he Duke. ain't seen nothing like that. You no. Think just in training camp, he hasn't seen anything like that. Personnel-wise on the roster, they don't have a Cam Hayward type of interior D lineman. I mean, they got cool D-linemen, but they ain't like that. <laughs> so when you're talking about Cam Hayward going against Cordell, man, I think this is a matchup where he dominates pass game and running game. We know his uh, acumen of winning the pass game, the bull rush, the way he's able to lay on that long arm and just walk these guys back. We saw that versus one of the greatest um, current offensive linemen in Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. But the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is what Cam Hayward does to the run. And what he's going to bring to the table in that element. And that's the mm-hmm. dynamic for me that I'm really excited for because I think that we missed that at times last year. And more importantly, when we faced Joe Mixon the second time last year, that was not, you know, happening on a frequent enough basis. Now, granted, it was not just Cam because personnel wasn't what we wanted it to be in our front seven just then. But this year, I think it's going to be a, a way different tune. And I think it's going to be something that Cam is going to be one of the main leaders in having us feeling that positivity and that energy off of his playmaking. Starting in the trenches. Come on, man. With these first two. Come on, baby. I love it. Can can you tell that's where we've spent, other than quarterback, that's where we've spent the most time this offseason? Uh, dig it. And yes, I mean, I would say pray for the young rookie, but I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I hope it doesn't go very well for him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You just pray for yourself. I pray. Yes, I, I hope he, he. I hope when the the final horn sounds, he, he can sounds, go kiss his mom, kiss yeah, his around wife, four o'clock, his dad, he can walk off the field just fine. You wish him health. Wish That's him it. health. That's, That's it. about it. Maybe he'll figure it out at some point in his yep. in his rookie season, but not this Sunday when Cam Hayward is lining up across from him. Mm-hmm, Five mm-hmm. Star Friday. Matchup number three. Let's go. Well, now I got to go over to the offensive side of the ball because I want to talk about one of my favorite young players that, you know, since he's been joining the team, and even before he joined the team, I was really high on this guy. I'm talking Pat Firemuth. But everything I just said, 
I have to actually uh, say exactly the same again because I absolutely <laughs> love Logan Wilson. Been watching his tapes. He was at University of Wyoming. Yep. Huge fan of him. Even when they drafted him two years ago, I was telling you, Wes, I was like, yo, this kid is good. This kid's good. And we really saw that last year in the postseason, especially the playoff run, his coverage ability. Man, this is a guy that could play man or zone. This is a guy that gets his hands on a lot of footballs, and he could play the run. He's very complete. But Pat Fryer move, baby, a.k.a. Pat Scheiss, the a.k.a. Project Pat, a.k.a. Move. Year number two. We saw a glimpse of what he was capable of in the Jags game, allowing him to have more vertical routes, allowing him to be a little bit more featured, giving him some run after the catch opportunities. To me, I think that he is the answer early on. We anticipate, or at least I anticipate, our offensive line having some growing pains in this game. Sure. I think that's. I think yeah. everyone should have those expectations. I anticipate yeah. our running game being very inconsistent this game. I think that's fair for everyone to expect. But the one constant in the midst of O-line being inconsistent and running game being inconsistent, you lean on your tight end. You lean on your Pat Fry move. He's the one who keeps the sticks moving. He is the one who gives you the ability to, if it's a blitz, he's your safety valve. If it's a zone, he's your safety valve. This the guy I feel like you lean on until this offensive line gives you time to take that shot. Because when you take the shot, we got the personnel for that. Our receivers versus their DBs. I love that. But we can't get there if we're not, you know, winning up front. But the one place that we can win, regardless of how this offensive line plays, is this uh, Pat Fry move matchup right here versus Logan Wilson. Now, I think Logan's going to win his fair share as well. But Pat has to keep, you know, he has to do his part. He has to come out as the clear winner in this. And if he ever gets matched up with Jermaine Pratt. Oh, that's that's the one. That's that's, that's it the right one. there. Now I, we feast. I, I don't know how much or how often it's going to happen, but if they ever have that happen, that has to be a bookmark. You have to just check, put the check mark by it. That's a dub. Has to be. I am with you there, and that's certainly certainly one to keep an eye on. Five star Friday. Matchup number four. Okay, well let me talk about our DBs then, because I got our big three versus their big three. Whoa, hello. <laughs> Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon, and Levi Wallace versus Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. All right, let's do a little backstory. We know who Jamar Chase is, man, the all-world fresh receiver. They came out here and set the league on fire, man. Look real Jamar, or look real Justin Jefferson-like, <laughs> look real Randy Moss-like, look real freaky. You know, he's back. He's as good as advertised. We know this. You know I know this. That's my guy. I hate to even have to talk about him right now. <laughs> Makes me smile. <laughs> but then we also got T. Higgins, man, who's obviously been a, a very steady performer for those guys, a very consistent guy, and a guy that also showed last year that he has he has some potential, man, to be a really mm-hmm. good receiver in this league, man. And you can't forget about Steady Eddie, Mr. Pittsburgh himself, Tyler Boyd, and his ability to have consistent success, particularly when he's playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ah, Interesting. That is something that he is um, very interesting. He's certainly made part of his game. Yes, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. But in this situation, we need our big three to make this as competitive as possible or competitive as possible. I don't anticipate Akello, Levi, or Cam Sutton locking up Jamar Chase one on one for four quarters. No. Saying why I didn't expect Jalen Ramsey to lock up Stephon Diggs for four quarters last night. Dunked on him. Hello. Hello. But, Hello. But what I do need is this. When you're talking about how I started off my five-star matches, who did I start with? TJ and Cam, right? But it's emphasis on pass rush. It's emphasis on that ball getting out quick. It's an emphasis on hostile environment making Joe Burrow have to play faster. And why is that important? 
because we don't necessarily have the DBs that we're saying, hey, leave those guys on the island, match them up one-on-one, we feel great. But what we do have are very smart, very fundamentally sound, very technical sound corners who understand route combinations. They understand where their eyes need to be, zone versus man, and they're athletic enough to match up with these dudes when you're talking to short to intermediate. They will struggle with the deep stuff. Well, without a doubt, these are some really good receivers, especially Jamar Chase. But when you're talking short to intermediate, the underneath, the crosses, the the deep ends, the digs, that's where we have to win. That's where we have to be competitive. They're going to make their plays. Okay, yeah, all right, that's cool. Tackle the catch. They'll make their plays, tackle the catch. If they make some one hand, some, you know, back shoulders, some crazy, mm-hmm. hey, hey, all right, tackle the catch, go to the next snap. Make them have to be special to beat you. And that's what I'm saying. It can't be like how we've seen these Bengals receiver group get like I was last year where they're making special plays, but then it's the routine plays. You miss a tackle on a slant, he's taking his 60. You miss a tackle on an end route, and he's taking a 40. You know, those are the plays that can happen. Correct. And early on in the year, it's going to be really important because during the month of September, missed tackles and mental errors get you beat a lot. That they do. A lot of a lot. That they do. You got to be buttoned up early on. Yes, absolutely, man. So our big three versus their th- big three, you know, our secondary versus their wide receivers, man. I'm extremely excited about that one, man. It's a got to have it. Some real playmakers on each side, some real talent on each side. Yeah, that's that'll definitely be a big part of the storyline, I think, when the, uh, when the final horn sounds on Sunday afternoon. One more to go. <clears throat> Uh-oh, is he ready? Five Star Friday matchup number five. I wish we were doing Five Star Friday last Friday. May. Oh, that'd have been impossible. May. I'd had to get Bruce Buffer in here Listen, or something. If y'all could have heard how loud that just was in here. Oh my god. We're gonna have about to have people like peeking in the studio. Like Yo. everything everything all right in there? Yo. That was so loud in here. I love it. But yeah, very, very uh, uh, different. Um, my voice is back. Yeah, yeah, Scott co- tweeted that earlier. Complete, I'm glad, glad to hear your voice is back. Yes, complete 180 from last week. I'm just throwing it out there. Complete 180. But this fifth and final matchup, and as you can see, as I worked through these matchups, I started out with the one that we should dominate. I started out with the one that we should dominate the second most. I started out with the one that's going to be competitive, but we should win. Then I started out with the one where, all right, it might be slanted a little bit towards them, but we got to be competitive. And now here I am with my final okay. matchup. I'm, I'm picking up what you're so putting you're down. So you're picking up what I'm picking, picking down, up right? what you're putting down. All right. So this one might be tough to stomach is what you're telling me. Well, well let's get right into let's it. See. You know, we don't like the stand up uh, ceremony and all them pleasantries, baby. So I got to talk about my man, Dan Moore, and Chooks for. Hopefully the back is feeling better. We'll get into that in a little bit. Versus Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. Now, two names sound very familiar. And I'm sure for the not-as-in-depth football fans out there, they're like, man, who are these other two guys? Well, let me talk to you about Trey Hendrickson first. Um, Trey is a guy that came over from the New Orleans Saints last season um, and have 14 sacks for this team. He really was their leading force up front, both in the run game and as a pass rusher, really provided that edge for them. And he wasn't a one-hit wonder because the year prior to that, he had 13 and a half sacks in New Orleans. Okay. So if you're doing the math, that's, that's 27 and a half sacks in the past two that's seasons. That's consistent production. Okay. So that's the first thing. He plays on the left side, so he's the guy that would be seeing Chooks. Then on the right side, you have Sam Hubbard, who's coming off of seven and a half sacks last year. And has been a consistent five to seven sack a year guy. Yes. 
long story short, two really good players that really complement each other and really get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in big moments in the postseason last year. I was going to say, particularly in the back half of yes. last season, that, that pass rush really started to come together for Cincinnati. Now, when we're talking about Chooks, to me, Chooks was definitely our top two offense linemen. You can make the case between him and Mason Cole this preseason in terms of who was more consistent, who was the better player. But we obviously know that he is dealing with a back injury. He's leaking oil. Regardless if he's playing or not, he's leaking oil. We talk damn more. Not the best situation. Um, turns these past two performances, Jacksonville and Detroit. And obviously, we probably have the most anxiety when we're referring to him in the manner of trusting him. Correct. But this is the thing in this matchup. I don't anticipate us winning a ton of one-on-ones versus these two guys. And rightfully so. But this is also the thing where I'm looking at Matt Cannon and I'm saying, do not put them in a ton of one-on-one situations where you know they're going to be struggling. The way you make it up, the way you help Chooks and Dan versus a Trey Hendrickson and a Sam Hubbard is by moving the pocket. When you talk about the rollouts, the sprint outs, when you talk about using the tempo, Hurry up offense at times, then we'll slow it down at times. Hurry up and get to the line of scrimmage, we're not going to snap the ball. Hurry up and get to the line of scrimmage, now we are going to snap the ball. Working the cadence, hard count, we're going on two, we're going on three. Now we're going on one, now we're going on silent count. All of these things are tools to help slow down that D-line, to help slow down those two players. And that's before we even talk schematics. Now, from a schematic standpoint, what? Don't you got Pat Frymuth and a guy by the name of Zach Gentry who we feel really confident in as blockers? I would say so. So, if it's scenarios where you're trying to run towards one of these guys, well, you probably should have 12 personnel out there where you got these two big tight ends to give you some help. Sure. When you're trying to take shots downfield, probably should stick with some 12 personnel so that way you got two extra blockers out there to help out both of these guys. Or if one guy is struggling a little bit more than the other. Sure. You could dress it up that way. But either way, do not leave these guys naked out there when you're trying to stretch the field or pass the ball because they can get beat and you can give up a sack and that's okay. They're going to give up some pressure. That's okay. But what we don't need happening is the strip sack where you turn the ball over and now Cincinnati's getting the ball in a short field. Those are the things that can't happen. And if you remember Last season, the second game, we did do some of that, and that's why that game got so out of hand in the manner in which it did. We didn't protect protect the ball. So with that being the case for Chooks and Dan, protect them. If you're Matt Canada, protect them. Do not have them out there and do them a disservice. Now we'll be over here hollering about how bad (laughs) Chooks and Dan are when we're like, well, no, they're not bad. You knew on paper they couldn't stand up against these guys one-on-one for four quarters. Why put them in there? Why put them in that situation? That's what I'm hoping that we avoid. But that's why I ultimately had it at fifth and final. I tell you what, hot start to the season. Mozi's in mid-season form. Man, you know I had tell a little bit what. of time. You know I had a little fun now. Yeah, you, got, go. you got nothing but time. Uh, I'm going to have him run through that gambit of those five matchups one more time quickly just for everybody who might have missed one or two or needs to double-check their notes. First of all, though, uh, good news from from our, our own Brooke Pryor, of course, covers e, uh, covers the Steelers for ESPN. Uh, Brooke tweeting that Chooks said he's good to go for Sunday and didn't have any limitations today. So good news in that regard as it relates to the health of the offensive line. Motsi, one more time, for those who might have missed it, or Man, just want to double-check I don't, I don't get notes. a chance to, to, to rebuttal about the, uh, oh. the good news. Well, I just didn't want to forget, because I was afraid if we did, oh. I would forget to kick the five back okay. to you. But go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Now I won't forget. Well, yeah, well, 
I do like the fact that it is good in the sense that he had to leave practice early on Wednesday and did not practice Thursday. Only context I'll say is this. Not much to do at practice today. And there was no pads. Yeah. It's a fast Friday. Fast Friday. It's fast Friday. Ooh, I like that. No, that's 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 like our thing. Yeah. It's fast Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. These things should be done. They're out the building right now. It's fast Friday. You know? <laughs> so on a fast Friday, it's like, yes, it's good that he was out there and I do anticipate him playing in the game, but it doesn't make me feel like you know his back is all of a sudden like magically healed and stuff like he's 100 like, yeah. percent healthy yeah absolutely. right because that is definitely absolutely. like you know that's how they they play it 100 percent and they're gonna spin it that way and then if he goes out there and struggles in any capacity like, like, oh, he's good. Good. He was practicing. It's, and it's like on? it's like yo just just context context going into this thing but that's that's what i wanted to get in there real quick that's all sure man. i guess it's yeah. still better though than, than no, nothing it's better than today not practicing. Or, absolutely yeah, yeah. yes uh one more time before we go to break for those who might have missed it or just want to double check their notes yeah man so five matchups that will determine the outcome on Sunday. First one I had was uh, T.J. Watt versus Leo Collins, the Bengals' right tackle, newly acquired free agent. Got to have that. Next up was Cam Hayward versus Cordell Volson, the fourth-round left guard out of North Dakota State. Then after that, man, had to go with Project Pat, a.k.a. Move <laughs> versus Logan Wilson. Man, that's that matchup that I can't wait. Get your Heck popcorn yeah. ready, baby. Logan is the inside linebacker. Really good. So you definitely want to tune into that. Then at number four, man, was our big three in terms of our DBs. Cam Sutton, Akello Witherspoon, and Levi Wallace versus the Cincinnati Bengals' big three. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Big Gotta one make right it competitive, there. baby. Big Gotta one right make there. it competitive. And then last but certainly not least, the guy we just were talking about, Chooks Core 4 and Dan Moore. Hopefully Chooks has the new bag working and, you know, doing what he needs to do versus Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, the two bookends that are uh, very productive in the pass rush. Indeed. Yes. Got to make it competitive. <laughs> Got to make it competitive, baby. But those are the five star matchups that we need for our Pittsburgh Steelers to be victorious. Victory. Come Sunday. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Only one more segment to go. That means a few things here on a Friday. What that mean, though? When we come back on the other side, we're going to sing you our Cincinnati version of the Here We Go song. Sing, We'll get to your predictions on the Twitter.com. Last chance to get those in if you haven't already. We'll also catch up with our buddy Brian Bacco as soon as he exits the Steelers locker room here about 10, 15 minutes from now. He will give us all the good news. Well, I guess maybe the good, the bad, and the in-between news Mm -hmm. from the locker room fresh on a Friday as we get you geared up for Steelers Bungles 1 o'clock on Sunday at Paycor Stadium to get this season going, the 2022 campaign for your Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll have some fun. We'll give some predictions. We'll take yours when we return on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.